Hey everybody, John Fan, Church of That Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. We are a house church network uh, celebrating the, the gathering together of the saints in the home, rotating homes, rotating who leads on a weekly basis, and uh, doing it the, the historical and the, the biblical way of doing that. Uh, it's not a miniature of the auditorium where one person speaks and that's it each week. This is rotating responsibilities because we recognize Christ is in each of us. And as Paul said, when you come together, every one of you has got a psalm, a revelation, a doctrine. That is something the Lord has taught you or moving of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, so anyway, that's what we're all about is the discipleship process. Visit our website, cwowi.org, and you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly email that comes out, and my monthly e-newsletter. That's where I put words of prophetic things, the things the Lord's shown me, uh, teachings, and where our meetings are, Zoom meetings, all that sort of thing. So sign up at our website. Today, asking the question, is your cause righteous? Um, let me tell you a little story on myself. Um, a lot of times one of us will run into town and Barb will make a little list of groceries. And, uh, and so she handed me a list of maybe six or eight things to get at the grocery store while I was in town. And among them was six dozen eggs. And in my mind, I'm resisting this. I'm thinking six dozen eggs. What in the world is she going to do with that? You know, we might have a couple eggs for breakfast, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going through in my mind, why do I need 72 eggs? You know, and, and I'm resisting that, but it's on the list. So, you know, but I'm still trying to figure it out. And it's like, okay, why not just get, you know, a dozen or two and then that's it. And then when we need more, we, we, we do that. Or we could go across the street to our neighbor, Hank, who has chickens and has said, if you ever need eggs, come on over, you know? So, you know, all these things are going through in my mind, but I'm submitted to her. She submitted to me, uh, submission rabbit trail here. Submission is a grace in the heart where you give your heart, your your life over to someone else. Obedience is an act, but submission is of the heart. And that's why Paul says in Ephesians 5, 20, 21, to submit yourselves one to another, wives be submitted to the husbands. Doesn't mean obey. It means to submit in the heart, to be submitted in the heart. And so, um, because a person can, you know, if you've ever had a teenager and told them to go clean up their room and they're griping and complaining the whole way, you know that they're obedient, but they're not necessarily submitted because they're griping and complaining the whole way. And that kind of ties into what I'm talking about today, uh, is your cause just. So there I was at the store and still thinking through six dozen eggs, why? You know, I don't want to break any of them. I've got other things in the basket to get and everything else. And as I put my hands out into the, because I grabbed two dozen at a time, I opened the, the, the shelf on the, in the store, uh, the refrigerated section there, and I put out my hands and I grabbed the two, two cartons at a time. And as I do that, the Lord spoke to me and he said this. He said, you receive the benefits of these. Why are you complaining? And I put, you know, first that two dozen, then the next two dozen, you know, got all six dozen loaded in the cart. And that stopped me in my tracks. He said, you receive the benefits of these. Why are you complaining? My cause was not just my griping, complaining, etc. Barb is a wonderful cook. Who knows all the plans that she had for it? Uh, but it was, that's her realm. That's her business in doing that. I'm just running an errand. She's asking me to do that for her. And because I'm submitted to her, of course, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. But at the same time, I'm thinking, what in the world are we doing? Why do we need 72 eggs? What's, what's she got in store for this? And then the Lord just stopped me. You receive the benefits of these. Why are you complaining? 
So in other words, it was like, keep your heart right. My cause was not just. And and that's the, the point today. My cause is not just. Uh, let's say you, you're driving through your neighborhood and there's a, a neighbor with a trashy yard. And it doesn't violate the homeowners association uh, rules or anything else, but it's just not the way you would do the yard. And, and you go by, yeah, I wish they would clean that up. Da, 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 da. Griping, griping, griping. Da, 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 da. It's such an ugly yard. Look at everybody else around. Why don't they do something? You know what? Your cause isn't just. Would you like them to clean it up? Yes, you, you do that. But not to the point that you get angry or bitter or think worse of them because of that. Your cause is not just. Uh, you don't know the reasons behind it. Maybe somebody inside is handicapped and has limited abilities or limited finances to keep up the yard or anything. So instead of reaching out and befriending them and getting to know them and finding out the, you know, their lives and everything else, a person will just gripe and complain. I wish they would do this. I wish to do that. Is the cause just? Uh, let's look at this in the life of Jesus. In, in Mark chapter six, uh, Mark chapter three, excuse me, verses one through six, Jesus is teaching and he, and there's a lot of rulers sitting there, the Pharisees, the scribes, etc. And Jesus asks a question. He says this, is it right to do good on the Sabbath? If an animal falls into a pit or into a ditch, don't you work to get that animal out to save its life? Is it right to do good on the Sabbath? And it said they sat there in silence. And Jesus looked round about them with anger, it says, being grieved because of the hardness of their hearts. Being grieved because of the hardness of the hearts. The, the word hardness there is where we get like sclerosis of the liver, sclerosis of the heart. It's, it's, a, it's a word that means a gradual layering of hardness. It was used in, as a construction term in the first century to mean a, a layer of whitewash, and then you let it dry, and then you put on another, another coat of, of whitewash, and then you let it dry, etc. You build up layers. And it says Jesus was grieved because they were hardening their hearts. They were adding more layers to their heart. And here's the reason he was angry. Just, and it was just because they knew what to do, but they didn't do it. He asked them a simple question. Is it right to do good on the Sabbath, to get an animal, for instance, out of a ditch to save its life? And they held their peace. And he was angry with them. His anger was justified because they knew what to do but they didn't do it. So that's a case where you could be justified. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26, Jesus talks about being angry with your brother without a reason, without a just cause. Anger has its place, but it needs to be justified. There has to be a just cause. And Jesus goes through three things there. He says, if you, if you are angry without a cause, you're in danger of judgment. If you call him vain and stupid, then you're in danger of the Sanhedrin, the council, because you're breaking the peace between uh, you know, a couple of brothers. And then if you say, you fool, you're in danger of hell. And and Psalm, uh, is it 14.1? Psalm 14.1 says, yeah, Psalm 14.1 says, um, a fool says in his heart, there is no God. And so the the anger without a cause escalates. Jesus is laying it out there in Matthew 5, 21 through 26. He's laying out an escalation of having an anger that is without good reason, without, without founding. And, and it escalates from, from being angry without a cause to then uh, causing, you know, just making fun of them. And then the final one, you fool, is is mocking and it's, and it's cynicism and it's hatred. And it's also taking God's place because God alone knows the hearts. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. So when you're calling someone a fool, then you are judging the heart. Uh, you, you don't know their heart. And, and so he says you're in danger of hellfire then. So it's an escalation of anger without a cause. And so, you know, you have to, you have to think about um, maybe, maybe there's a, a husband who says, okay, let's paint the, the room 
you know, my wife wants it painted this particular color. I don't want it painted that particular color, but my wife insists it goes on that particular color. So the husband is painting the room and then he kicks over the paint can and who's he angry with? Not with himself, but his wife, because if, if he had been let, uh, been allowed to paint the room the way he wanted it, that paint, that paint would never have been there. And so he blames his wife for his own actions. His anger is not just. His his anger against his wife is not just. I once had a couple who were engaged to be married. She was about 36 at the time, had never been married before. He had been married, lost his wife to cancer, was left with a young son. And they were engaged, but they almost broke off their engagement because of an argument over how you load the dishwasher. That's right. How you load the dishwasher because each of them had, had were adults, had their own households, et cetera, and they were getting married. Uh, him remarried her for the first time. And they, the argument that almost broke up their engagement was how do you load the dishwasher? Their cause was not just that, that because, because there is no right or wrong way, according to once you get it within certain parameters, it, it's a matter of taste. It's a matter of what you found effective for that model of dishwasher, et cetera. So it's not a right and wrong thing. Their cause was unjust. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, um, you know, if, if somebody, if somebody is taking a, a long time to do something, we say, oh, he's very slow. But if we turn that on us, we say, oh, I'm taking a long time to do it because I'm just being thorough. You know, and so our our cause is not just. We get angry at somebody for being slow, but then for, when it happens to us, we say, "Oh, I'm I'm just being I'm just being thorough here," you know. And and so, it, and if somebody doesn't do something that we think they should be doing, we accuse them of being lazy. Uh, but in when it comes to us, it's like, "Well, I'm busy with other more important things," and so we have a double standard with ourselves. So the question is: Is your cause just? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, and He's just like a flame, or, or to borrow the words of an old. Amy Grant song, the same sun that melts the wax hardens the clay. God is love. God is light. God is just. It's just a matter of when, when we approach that love and life and, and everything else, that everything else that's not that burns away. Everything that's not light, everything that's not truth burns away. Paul had a situation in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 3 through 15, where there are a bunch of them in envy and strife and division, saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, and they're making little cliques and little groups. And, and Paul said this, a shortened version, he said, he said this, he said, that envy, strife, and divisions, he said, if you carry that into your death, when you stand before the Lord, that is going to get burned away like wood, hay, and stubble. Dealing with the envy, de dealing with the strife, ending the, the little cliques and groups and walking in love and forgiveness is, Paul said, gold, silver, and precious stones. That will withstand judgment. It's not that the Lord is so is angry or anything else. It's just he is light. He is love. And anything that's approaching him is got to to rise to that level of pureness and anything in us that's not that pure just gets melted away, just gets blown away by his purity and his holiness. And so let's clean up our act here, examine ourselves. Is your cause just? And with me, when I put out my hand and, and grab those and the Lord said, you get the benefits of these. Why are you complaining? That stopped me in my tracks. I judged myself. I said, oh, sorry, Lord, you're right. And I, I put the questions about why I was getting six dozen eggs aside. And I got the six dozen eggs and I brought them home and I haven't said a word since. But it was a good point between me and the Lord where he judged me in that, where my motives approached his light, his love, his life, and it was burned away. You get the benefit of these. Why are you complaining? So anyway, does is your cause righteous? All right, good question. Visit us on our website, cwowi.org.